Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. Uh, appreciate you uh, having me here. It's a uh, return visit. You've been on before, I think. As, uh, I have many, many years ago. It's been some time. Board of Trustees uh, of the South Orange County uh, Community College. Correct. And so you've been doing that for years, right? Many years. I have. I'm in my 14th year as a trustee on the board. Wow. And, uh, and so why did you want to run for this position? Well, Dan, I have a passion for wanting, uh, obviously, for public service. Having been a community college trustee for the past 14 years, I felt my background as a CPA for over 30 years, uh, as well as the experience that I've had with a large organization like South Orange County Community College District, uh, would be one that would uh, uh, really the county could benefit from uh, in terms of having the right kind of experience to do that job. Um, you know, the the incumbent and the previous incumbents have had some trouble with investments, I believe. Um, wh- what um, what do you see as um, mistakes in the past, I guess? Well, there has uh, unfortunately been a black cloud <clears throat> that seems to have hung over some of the people that have served in that treasurer tax collector position. Uh, of course, there was uh, Mr. Citrone, who made some very bad investment decisions that uh, ultimately, I think, led to the Orange County bankruptcy. That was, Most, what, 10 years ago almost? That's correct. Over 10 years, Over, actually. yeah, yeah. Um, most recently, of course, it was uh, with Chris Street. And uh, the problems with Mr. Street really were ones that he brought into the office, not ones that arose while he was in office. And uh, those occurred when he was a bankruptcy trustee and... Uh, Prior to the uh, election, uh, there was a large judgment that was rendered against him by the courts, uh, and I think that persuaded uh, him uh, not to run for re-election. So what what makes you think that you're going to be different? (laughs) uh, A, I don't think I'm going to bring with me any of the same kinds of issues into that office. Uh, And then secondly, I think... Uh, we've got some good policies and procedures and internal controls in place that'll prevent the same things from happening that occurred under Mr. Citrone's uh, uh, tenure. And uh, more than that, I think that uh, one of the things that I offer is independence and honesty and integrity uh, to that office, and I think that is one of the attributes, one of the principal attributes that I bring to the job. You call yourself a fiscal conservative and did the other people see themselves as that, or did they just spend other people's money? You know, I can't speak to exactly how they would characterize themselves. Um, I, I only know, I, I can only really speak for myself in terms of what my philosophies are. Okay, uh, so how would you avoid um, bad investments? Uh, I guess with the bankruptcy, it wasn't, uh, the Orange County bankruptcy over 10 years ago, it wasn't that there were you know, bad real estate loans or whatever, uh, or investments, uh, or, or these uh, kind of whatever paper loans that whatever you call them. Uh, what, what was the reason for well, bankruptcy? Yeah, a- actually part of the problems did um, stem from investments that were made from the treasurer's office oh. under Mr. Uh, Mr. Citrone's um, uh, tenure under his administration. Uh, essentially what happened was is he made some unhedged uh, investments in the market that came home to haunt him uh, that caused some great losses within the county's investment portfolio. And those are the things 
that they've passed new policies and procedures huh. for to address. What do you mean unhedged? Uh, basically, he made uh, certain bets on how the market was going to swing, and unfortunately, it didn't fall that way. So were we one of the largest counties to go bankrupt? Yes, we were. Uh, fortunately, it was a, a short-lived situation in which we were able to repay creditors uh-huh. and come out of that bankruptcy so that uh, ultimately there was very little that was lost. So there's no legacy from that? No real legacy. Mm. I think uh, mostly um, it was damage to our reputation that occurred as a result of that. Uh, it did create, obviously, some short-term issues in the market, uh, but I think we've managed to pretty well recover from that, uh, but certainly uh, it taught us a lesson. It caused us to implement new policies and procedures, put into place certain internal controls uh, that didn't exist at the time. And uh, I think that all is to the good, to the good of the tax. So it shouldn't happen again? No, that's correct. How, how long is this? Uh, how, what's the tenure for this? I mean, the the number of years one would serve if elected? Four years. Four. And why, why do you think uh, it lumps together tax collection as well as being the treasurer for the county? Well, there certainly are two different unique roles, but I think traditionally those roles have been under one roof, and it does make some sense, I think, to have that vested within the treasurer tax collector's uh, uh, job. Uh, Obviously, the treasurer's job is to invest uh, monies uh, not only for the county, but all of the different school districts uh, that also invest. Uh, on the tax collection side, obviously, we're all familiar with that because we uh-huh. pay our property tax bills uh, to that office. The county doesn't assess personal taxes, are you? No, and in fact, the assessment is really done by another uh, uh-huh. office within the county. The county assessor. Correct. Right. Um, so how would you um, describe the county economy right now? Is it flush with money or is it... Uh, I, no, I mean, unfortunately, Dan, uh-huh. Orange County's economy is challenged like so many others uh, across the country. Uh, there's a lot of uh, key uh, factors, I think, that determine um, what makes up the economy. It includes things like employment rate, job growth, inflation, uh, the housing market, uh, income, and taxable sales. Um, and you really have to look at all of those factors, I think, independently. For example, uh, in terms of employment rates, um, our unemployment rate has risen dramatically in 2009 from previous years, although still less than the surrounding counties. In terms of job growth, uh, we've had a decline of about 3% in 2009 from having had pretty steady increases through hmm. 2007. Uh, um, in housing, I think there are several different factors uh, that you take into yeah. consideration. Medium sales prices, uh, foreclosure rates, a number of sales. Uh, most of those, frankly, have had a downward trend uh, within our county. Foreclosure, uh, has, has it gone back down? Or, I mean, there have been still a lot of houses that remain foreclosed. Th- there have, and I would yeah. say that not all the bad news is out yet. I think mm. we're going to see more, um, both on the uh, the residential side as well as on the commercial side. Yeah, I live in South County, and I notice... I've looked at maps of foreclosed properties, and it seems like it's all over the place. There's spots in every, on many streets, I, I would say. I, I think that's, actual, uh, that's absolutely true, and I think that's going to uh, be a continued drag on our economy. 
How about the unemployment rate? You mentioned it wasn't that high as uh, surrounding areas. Is it a double-digit uh, unemployment rate? Uh? Not uh, not quite double-digit, although we finally did hit, uh, we, we were butting up against that 10% rate, hmm. but it's been in the very high 9% rates. Wow. Now, actually, that, uh, frankly, compares favorably with other counties. Like 12% or something. Yes, right? yeah. uh, in California. Yeah. And uh, actually is... Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think very much in line with what's happening on a national level. Still not good, still not a comfort to people that are having sure. difficulty finding a job or have been out of the job market for some time, though. So the tax receipts uh, have gone down then? For That's the correct. Yeah. Um, and um, actually, we've seen that at several different levels. Uh, at the, um, at the uh, Right now, the county budget is $5.5 billion dollars. That's about an 18% decrease from what it was the year before. Wow. Yeah. So now some of that is driven, of course, by what's happening at the state level as well. At the state, we've got a budget uh, deficit uh, as of July 2009 of some $24 billion. The state basically, um, in my view, masked that through short term uh, fixes and one time solutions. That's what people refer to as sort of the gimmicks that they use in Sacramento to balance the budget. Uh, so they basically kicked the can down the road at the end of uh, fiscal year 2009 into 2010. Yeah. And uh, right now, latest reports, which actually I just received the other day, show that we, we've got about a $20 billion deficit at the state level uh, for 2010 uh, through April at least through the latest April reports. Did the state take money away from the county to balance the budget? (laughs) And they they do that in several ways. Uh, In fact, one of the ways was um, in this morning's register, as a matter of fact. Uh, Some of the the state deficit results in about a $100 million budget shortfall for the county. Uh, And it affects us in a lot of different ways. Certainly the general fund in health and human services. It affects uh, Orange County Parks. Uh, libraries, a yeah. subject near and dear to your heart, I know, uh, flood control districts, uh, structural fund, uh, fire fund, uh, shifts from local government. And another one, the one that I mentioned that was in the paper today, has to do with RDAs and also the OC development agencies. There was one, in fact, uh, RDA that decided we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, we're basically going to go out of business as an RDA um, I don't remember exactly which one that was, Dan. I think it was Placentia, uh, but I could be wrong about That's that. That's the Redevelopment Authority. Correct. Right. And they basically said, look, it's not fair for the state to take our money huh. uh, and use it to balance their budget when we should be using it for local development projects. They call it stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How about as an educator, do you see the county uh, you know, college system, is it? really suffering this also. Right. We've been very fortunate in the South Orange County Community College District. Mm. Uh, We're one of uh, the few basic aid districts in the state, which means that we rely on local property taxes rather than an apportionment from the state. Um, Now, granted, uh, local property taxes have been been shrinking because people have been getting their properties reassessed. But even so, we've had enough money to uh, fu- fully fund our programs at huh. both of our colleges, but a lot of the extra money that we might use either for improvements or capital infrastructure needs 
uh, isn't there to go around to address all the issues that we have. If you get this job um, of treasurer, tax collector, can you stay on as trustee of the South Orange County Community College? That's a good question. I'm probably going to get an opinion about that, Dan. More than likely, (laughs) I'm going to have a conflict of interest because our community college district has significant money in the investment pool that I would be managing. Oh, I see. So you have to either recuse yourself or, or, or leave the position. I, I think ultimately that, that would be a problem. I see, I see. So um, did you, um, like when you first moved to Orange County, did you ever dream of running for public office? Not really. Yeah. I uh, was fairly content in public accounting for a long period of time. I originally got involved with one of the community colleges, Irvine Valley College. Ah. And, of course, as you know, my wife works at uh, UCI here. Uh, so education nice. has been very important to both Julie and I, and I've been, a lot of my endeavors in public service have been in education. I was involved with the Orange County Academ- Academic Decathlon Association, huh. involved with Irvine Valley College through their foundation, helped raise funds for scholarships and other needs uh, for the college. And uh, along the way, somebody approached me and said, hey, we've got an opening on our community college board. Huh. We think you'd be a good candidate for that. And the rest, as they say, is history. Do you also head their foundation? I used to. I used to oh, be yeah. the president of the foundation at Irvine Valley College. Uh, but when, once I became a trustee, I felt there was a conflict of interest and resigned that position. Oh, I see. Yeah. Is the trustee position also elected? It is. Huh. It's an elected position. I was first elected in 1996 and have subsequently been reelected three times. So how many years is that? Term? 14 years altogether. Oh. So it's like six years each? or It, yeah. it, it is. Oh, wow. And okay. it's a big community college district. It covers uh, basically... Uh, just about the lower half of Orange County. We we currently have about a $435 million budget, mm. and uh, we're considered, uh, frankly, I think, one of the gems in the state. Uh, you're listening to Subversity here with Dan Zhang. Um, I'm the interviewer for this uh, radio program here on KCI that we started uh, in 1993. Uh, so periodically we go and uh, cover local uh, affairs, I guess. And... Uh, I was wondering about your endorsements. Uh, who has been endorsing you for your Well, I've gotten campaign? several endorsements that I'm very proud of. Uh, one is a uh, retired senator and a former secretary of uh, state education, Marion Bergeson, mm. uh, Bill Habermill, the Orange County Superintendent of Schools, uh, former uh, GOP chairman, uh, Tom Fuentes, who's also a colleague of mine on the South Orange County Community College District Board, uh, John Williams, our public administrator, public guardian, uh, just to name a few. Any Democrats endorse you? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> a number a number of Democrats, uh, and uh, too numerous to mention. So I I feel like I do have uh, uh, you know some cross party appeal, although I certainly am a registered uh, Republican, just like all of the other candidates in this race. Uh, it's uh, but, a nonpartisan remember, this is a nonpartisan race, right? position. Right. Yeah. And most of the county positions are nonpartisan, like for sheriff, uh, for instance. Uh, yes, yeah. that, that is true. Yeah. And uh, do you um, do you envision, I mean, do you when you run for these things, do you run with uh, a group of people or do you, I mean, do you have affiliation with other people that, that are going to support you because you're going to support them, that kind no, of stuff? No, not, not in this case, uh, Dan. Yeah. You really pretty much run alone. Obviously, you've made a number of contacts out in the community and through your affiliations. And, uh, you know, hopefully those are people that believe in you and believe in your candidacy. 
and uh, wind up supporting you in a race like yeah. this. Do you have to spend a lot of money to campaign? Unfortunately, it huh. is very, a very expensive proposition and uh, one that isn't for the faint of heart. How do, how do you campaign? Uh, I mean, how do you market yourself? On, on, uh, is there a particular local like TV channel, or is it, how, how do you it, do that? It's very tough to uh, determine, uh, Dan, how uh, or um, what the most effective strategy yeah. is in a race like this because we're dealing with a, a county that is so vast and there's so much territory to cover. And uh, so it's, um, it's really anybody's best guess on how best to do that. Uh, I do have uh, a team that I've formed uh, that include campaign consultants, uh, fundraiser, uh, other volunteer help, uh, and we'll do a whole variety of different things to reach out, including covering as much ground and going to as, as many events uh, as, uh, as possible. Shaking hands. Yes. How about yeah. mailers? Is that helpful? Mailers is very helpful, and that will certainly be a strategy that we're, we're using as well. And you have to report all the expenses, huh? Correct. Uh, each of us file a uh, Form 460, uh, which has uh, different cutoff dates during the course uh. of the campaign, uh, be, because this is supposed to be a transparent pro- uh, process, meaning that people can see where you drew your support right, right. Um, and uh, what you're spending your funds on and so forth. So um, one of the things that uh, that I'll, I'll do will be to file all my reports uh, timely, <laughs> disclosing everything, and uh, there's really nothing to be ashamed of either. Are you the big spender in this race? I probably am from the look of things. <laughs> Why is that? Well, just my guess, of course, since there's only really one election report that's been filed so far. Uh-huh. Uh, the next uh, period ends, uh, I think, on May 22nd. And uh-huh. so that'll probably give you a much better idea of what everybody has spent so far. Is, um, do you have to be a millionaire to run? No, certainly not. Uh, but uh, on an election like this, uh, I would say you're going to spend uh, easily, in my view, about $100,000 or more. Wow. Do you max out your credit cards? I mean, that's <laughs> well, probably not a fiscally yeah. responsible thing no, to do. No, I, I, I try and be very fiscally responsible <laughs> about how I run my campaign <laughs> and only spend within my uh, available resources. Do you get your wife to work for you for free? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that Julia, my wife, has been very supportive, and I'm very appreciative of uh, all the help that she's provided. <laughs> so that's a compliment. Uh, yeah. Um, how much, uh, 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 another question, uh, how much control does the county have over its own budget? You mentioned that the state can come in and take some money away. Um, it, it is true, and it does... That does make it sound like uh, the county doesn't have very much flexibility. But the truth of the matter is is that even though the county is mandated to provide a certain level of services and receives money from other levels of government in order to do that, there is still considerable control that the county has over its budget. I think one of the telling documents that I've uh, had a chance to review is their 2008 Strategic Financial Plan, in which the county identified about 24 strategic priorities uh, in the areas of public protection, community services, and data systems uh, development. Uh, And so they did, uh, to their credit, Mm. uh, I think to the supervisor's credit, they were aware that we had this impending economic downturn. 
they began to trend down some of the programs and align revenues with expenses. And those are practices I know that have continued. Um, and uh, those are good things. Uh, obviously, they need to operate as efficiently and as effectively as, as possible, mindful that every dollar of taxpayer funds that they're using to fund government is a dollar that's not available for the private sector uh, to be able to grow the economy. Is the bulk of the money, the county budget, uh, going towards police and um, and prisons? Uh, that's more of the well, a significant amount of the uh, of the budget yeah. does go for those purposes, um, and uh, it's broken, sliced, and diced in a number of different ways. Uh, I would say probably two of the biggest uh, areas certainly are our law enforcement, yeah. uh, health and human services consumes mm. a, a good part of the budget. Uh, but there's a whole myriad of different areas. But the county for health and human services, we get money from Social Security Administration and you know True. federal Dif- federal inputs. Ver- uh, different yeah. sources. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. correct. The do you see a parallel in in the county to what uh, the governor was talking about in terms of reprioritizing uh, prison spending versus higher education spending? It's, well, it's not y- yes, I, yeah. I do agree that there needs to be a good balance. Obviously, since a great deal of my background has come from uh, educational endeavors, uh, I, that that's a significant priority for for me, um, and I think that's those are are frankly dollars very well spent. Uh, there's certainly more efficiency that we can wring out of the system, no question about it. Uh, I think the same can be true, certainly. Uh, for uh, the uh, prison system, for law enforcement. I think that is another area in which we can be much more efficient and effective than we have been. And, uh, you know, we do have to look at uh, how wisely are we spending our dollars. Are there alternative ways of doing things? Are there ways that we could be outsourcing things to the private sector and not necessarily doing those at the government level? How about um, what you – I know this isn't really about that, but there's an initiative coming up on marijuana – do you think? Um, do you think uh, if that is legalized, wouldn't fewer people go to jail or go to prison? Most likely, that would be true, yeah. Dan. Really? Yeah. Because now a lot of the people in prison are for drug offenses. I know uh, Judge Gray. Uh, uh, I guess he's re- is he retired? I have not yeah. heard from jo- Judge Jim, yeah. Jim Gray, but I have an awful lot of respect. I think he had some very unique ideas. Yeah. Uh, in in that area, uh, which uh, you know, I think merit. Um, consideration, uh, especially in terms of uh, being more f- fiscally responsible in a way of uh, not just you know in- incarcerating people and spending loads of money on incarceration, uh, looking at other ways uh, so that uh, maybe uh, crimes that are not violent crimes could be treated a little bit differently. I, I do think we have to uh, explore all kinds of alternatives. So do you? Is that that's not part of your mandate, right? If you're a treasurer, it really, it you really isn't. I wouldn't have yeah. very much responsibility uh, with respect to that area, Dan, as treasurer, tax collector. You, so you would be responsible for would you be responsible for the say the pension, the county uh, employees pension there, fund? There is involvement on the pension board uh, within uh. the treasurer's office, so that is that does come under our purview, and uh, that is a, another area, obviously, that will. Uh, that that will have to be reformed because there's no way that the county can continue to support uh, pensions at the level that they have been. And I know that's been, you know, a source of much discussion at the county level and will continue to be. Would they would they think of cutting health care for retirees? No. 
Uh, I don't know specifically what's on the mm. table with respect to that uh, at, at this point, but uh, you know, again, as times get tough, I think we're going to have to look at every area and try and be innovative and creative. Because I know the uh, state uh, state workers do have a pension. Uh, university workers have a pension, correct? And uh, pri- most private uh, employee employers don't give offer pensions, right? Um, Many private employers have pension plans, but typically they tend to be defined contribution type plans, which rely mostly on employees putting away pre-tax dollars into their retirement accounts. And I think that's really the model uh, that uh, government needs to uh, move towards as well. But but in this recession, that model didn't succeed, right? A lot of people lost their... Uh, savings by putting money in. Well, yeah, whether those are um, dollars that you've taken out of your paycheck that have gone into investments that have lost money or dollars that the county has put in on your behalf that have lost money, uh, you're right. It it does make a difference, obviously, in terms of which pocket it comes out uh, out to. But the bottom line is, is that the market will always have an effect on how much pension dollars are available for retirement, depending on what kind of system that you have. So you're a true believer in the market solving everything? Uh, I'm definitely a, uh, a free market uh, individual, no question about it. I do believe that, uh, uh, you know, given um, uh, the right uh, environment, uh, we ought to let the markets uh, operate as freely as possible uh, and dictate the kind of uh, solutions that we arrive at. So I, I am a proponent of that. But don't you agree there should be safety nets? Yes, I would not argue that there shouldn't be safety nets uh, for uh, you know people that are are truly indigent. No question about it. But you know, at the same time, uh, I'm also a big believer in personal responsibility as well. Uh, you know, uh, to the extent that a person doesn't mm-hmm. take very good care of themselves, um, you know, I'm not sure that it's society's responsibility as a whole. Um, to, uh, to to always remedy that kind of situation. But they can't take care of themselves. That yeah, that that's a that's a problem, and I think we've made certain decisions as a society that we are going to provide that kind of safety net to people. Do you see? Uh, you know, there's debate over the role immigration plays uh, or the impact of uh, undocumented workers in the county. Uh, do you see that as a big factor or not? In terms of the budget and all that, I, I don't see that as really being much of a significant issue with respect to the treasurer's tax collector's uh, position, uh, nor necessarily uh, with respect to our specific economy here. Because even um, even undocumented workers do pay taxes often. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I think that studies do, show that. Depends yeah, on, studies uh, on I think show some of that. Course. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you mean in your campaign statement that um, in terms of investment that uh, you would rather have a return of the invest of the principal rather than return on the principal? Well, I get that mean, right? obviously, <laughs> the key in my mind in terms of investment policy is that investments need to be safe. So the first priority ought to be protection of principal uh, in the investment fund. Now, obviously, that was a problem, as we talked about earlier in our conversation, under Mr. Citrone's administration. Um, That has carried over to some extent. There's a group of investments within the investment pool now known as a whistle jacket uh, that have lost significant value Uh, uh. in the investment pool. Um, 
That occurred prior to the adoption of the current investment policy, which I think is a good policy, by the way, and one in which I would certainly be committed to following. Uh, But again, I want to make sure that we don't lose money with respect to the, the investments that are made within the investment pool. That's, in my mind, first priority. Second priority, then, would be to uh, getting as good a yield uh, given the safety consideration as possible. But you could have a Madoff situation where you get, uh, you know, perfect yield, uh, you know, 100 times, 200, 300 times, 400 times. That, that's why yield is always needs to be secondary to the safety of the underlying investments. How do you know that it's safe, though? Well, I think the, the answer is, is you do your due diligence, you monitor it closely, and, uh, you know, you make sure that you've got systems in place that wouldn't allow for a Madoff type of situation. So that you would have to have um, regular reports, I guess. Right, and, and we do. We have regular reporting. Uh, there's an inve- a Treasury Oversight Committee. Obviously, you've got the uh, controller, uh, auditor controller. Uh, uh, you've got a lot of uh, redundant systems in place, if you will, yeah, yeah. to ensure that there aren't going to be those kinds of underlying problems in the pool. But bottom line is, is you need to have an honest, uh, independent person in place uh, for all of that to work. But didn't Madoff issue reports to, to his investors? Made up reports. But how was, do you know the there reports? There was nothing behind the reports. But so. how do you know your reports that you get from the systems we have here? Well, we again, are we, uh, they are subject to scrutiny by outside uh, agencies, uh, outside auditors. Mm. Uh, so there is a level of assurance that our taxpayers have about that. So there's some kind of backup system. There are several uh, redundant backup systems. But, you know, like in Madoff, a lot of like Harvard and other places, uh, you know, a lot of foundations put in a lot of money and they thought they had backup systems. A, a, a lot of people got fooled. But the truth of the matter is, is they weren't effective systems that were in place in, uh-huh. that, in that situation. Uh, because if you just scratched the surface a little bit, there were all kinds of uh, problems. In fact, one organization that I uh, was involved with was approached by Madoff's organization. They looked at it. They weren't getting the right answers to their questions. So they declined. And declined to invest. Oh, that was smart. (laughs) So um, in terms of the future, do you feel that the economy is going to get better uh, pretty soon or is it going to take two more years? I would say eventually it's going to get better, Dan, but I I frankly don't think that's going to occur this year. And frankly, I think uh, it's probably... Uh, towards the latter part of next year or maybe beyond before we're going to see real improvement in the economy. So at least uh, probably two years, huh? I I would give it two years. Wow. So um, that's a sobering thought. Well, thank you very much. Uh, We're coming to the end of our half hour. Uh, We've been talking with David Lang, who is a candidate for OC Treasurer Tax Collector. Dan, thank you for having me on your show. Appreciate it. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And um, we'll see you around. Uh, Okay. Uh, This is Dan Sung. Hope you stay tuned and uh, listen again next week for another edition of Subversity.